It is easy to make fun of Florida. The man who wanted to run from Florida to Bermuda in a bubble on the ocean has been reined in by the Coast Guard. This is why we've done it so often before and why, by golly, we're going to do it again. Florida, such a prolific furnisher of weird news stories that Florida license plates really should declare at the and finally state, has declared war on Disney World. Put em up, put em up. It seems an unlikely conflict between a surreal theme park populated by absurd and grotesque characters who caper and romp to amuse and delight, and Disney World. Thanks for coming out. We're here all week. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis has signed into Florida law a bill which will give Florida's government further control over Disney's Florida theme parks via a five-member board appointed by the governor. You may not be shocked to learn that the inaugural board will be entirely composed of DeSantis donors and or allies. Yeah, I guess I can say yeah, that. Yeah, right, could really. be true. I mean, yeah. it sounds like him, Would not it? be surprised yeah. at all. Sounds like him. Yeah. However... The reasonable listener may find themselves wondering how a major corporate entity was operating outside the governance of the state in the first place. We, much like an unemployable actor sweating inside an enormous mouse costume, are here to help. For more than half a century, the Walt Disney World territory in Florida's Reedy Creek Improvement District has been a self-governing entity. Holding 111 square kilometres of territory, it's nearly twice the size of San Marino and not much smaller than Liechtenstein, both of which get a seat at the United Nations. Walt Disney World Territory controls its own utilities, roads, rivers and waste management and runs its own emergency services. It is exempt from some building codes. Technically, if Disney felt like it, it could have built its own goofy-themed nuclear plant or a Donald Duck International Airport. Disney's special arrangement with Florida began in 1967. Disney had picked its moment to pitch a monument to libertarian capitalism. Florida, which like much of the South had taken a while to forgive the Republican Party for Abraham Lincoln, had elected its first GOP governor since Reconstruction. Governor Claude Kirk was happy enough for Disney to do what it pleased on a stretch of unpromising swamp on the outskirts of Orlando, reasoning that they might build an immense boon to Florida's economy or be taken by alligators in the attempt. But either way, it wouldn't bankrupt Orange and Osceola counties, and Disney remained on the hook for state and local taxes. Hello everyone, I'm Julie Andrews and I'm here at the opening of the Walt Disney World in Florida. It has proved, on balance, a win-win. Disney World has been a colossal tourist draw for Florida. In 2019, Magic Kingdom alone pulled in north of 20 million people, though Disney World shows no sign of reacting to Governor DeSantis's onslaught by hoisting the flag of secession. If it were a true sovereign state, it would be one of Earth's 20 most touristed countries, slotting in roughly between Japan and Canada. Along the journey, Disney World has employed hundreds of thousands of Floridians, around 77,000 right now.
Which brings us to the question of why Governor DeSantis is bearing down upon this prolifically golden egg-laying goose, bearing a cleaver and a demeanour of vengeance. This has been rumbling on a while. DeSantis signed an earlier bill revoking Disney World's self-governing status last year. While there is always a case for asserting the primacy of an elected government over a corporation that wants to do as it pleases, it is not one that is usually argued by Republicans such as DeSantis, who tend to regard such interventions as intolerable trussing in red tape of the spirit of free enterprise. DeSantis's grudge against Disney is a consequence of Disney's objections to another law signed by DeSantis in 2022, which substantially prohibits discussion of sexual orientation or gender identity in Florida primary schools. Disney, if only after pressure from its employees, opposed what had become as the Don't Say Gay law. Today, dozens of Disney employees walked off the job. Um, DeSantis struck back and has now struck again. We probably do have to consider the possibility that DeSantis is acting according to sincerely held principles, and his record on LGBT rights is indeed miserable. But this latest assault on Disney seems more like an opportunistic raid amid a wider campaign in the culture war that DeSantis is making a motif of his governorship. In law and in rhetoric, DeSantis has defined himself against the menace of woke. Florida, he has thundered, is where woke goes to die. Along with everybody's grandparents. DeSantis may believe this as well. It takes all sorts. But DeSantis also knows that the summoning of this bogeyman, though I suspect we probably have to refer to it as a bogey person now, honestly, world's gone mad, etc., plays well with the seething, credulous, fox-watching yahoos comprising much of the Republican base, and there is a presidential election next year. DeSantis has not yet declared himself, but is polling respectably, and as of last November's gubernatorial election, is a proven winner in Florida, without which it is nigh impossible for Republicans to take the White House. Though DeSantis's fellow Florida man, Donald Trump, remains the presumptive GOP nominee, DeSantis can sell himself as essentially the same thing, but less obviously compromised or unhinged, with a respectable military service record, a demonstrable understanding of government, and a wife who doesn't seem to hate him. And if DeSantis can't make the top of the ticket, a vice president roughly half the age of the president is a politician with a future. For Monocle24, I'm Andrew Mullet.